What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk Podcast. My name is Corey. I'm Alex. And today we have two amazing guests. Uh, we have Nathan Chang of the Hollywood Creative and Katie Johanchen. What is going on? It's actually pronounced Johanchen. Johanchen. We've been, We've been over this. Was I drunk? <laughs> Was I drunk? Probably. Probably. Hi, Probably. everyone. Um, <laughs> thanks for being here. Just so you know, Katie is a comedy actor and writer living in New York. She just finished being the original Phoebe on Friends, the musical parody Off-Broadway. Oh, wow. And now is starring in the Off-Musical parody, excuse me, the Office musical parody Off-Broadway at the Jerry Orbach Theater. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can now, you can see many of her own comedy sketches on I Am Sexy Productions on YouTube. Welcome. Wow. Oh, wow. 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 Oh, wow. We're in the presence yeah. of a star. star <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The porn parody. <laughs> <laughs> a star is birth, or like the, the cool sex ed version uh, yes. for kids. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Who plays Lady Gaga in the educational version? Uh, Glenn Close. Yeah, oh, gosh. She would. She would do that. That's awesome. How's She's it going? Good. Yeah? What yeah. you been up to? I mean, I know you've been up to right. a lot. Yeah. Um, Mostly The Office, musical parody. Can't wait to go see it. Yeah. Uh, we officially opened, oh my gosh, October 4th was our official opening. Yeah. Nice. And... Uh, it's an open-ended run, but tickets are on sale through the end of the year. Cool. I will definitely be there. The Office is yeah, my favorite show. I quote fun. it all the time. I'm playing Angela and others. Dot dot dot. Oh. I know some, but I'm not gonna say. I know. I, I know I'm not allowed I'm not to tell because it. it's like part of the fun yeah. surprise of seeing the show. No, I know one. I, I'm glad I don't know the other ones. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I saw a lot of people <laughs> uh, talking shit about the fact. Mm. about who's playing certain characters yeah yeah uh, which i mean i i can't honestly i'm so surprised that um people on the internet are freaking out about <laughs> a woman playing michael scott yeah honestly this day and age oh that happened really can oh, you believe I didn't know that. that people are misogynists no way and not open-minded <laughs> to a very very time-honored tradition of gender-bent casting oh wow. wait it's i crazy. remember you i remember you talking about that being a possibility but i didn't yeah. know it actually oh it happened yeah wow. i yeah. was like very much wanting it to happen and it happened how do you think it is it working it, do you like it's it it's beyond working in that i can't picture it being anybody else sarah is a freaking genius she's so funny and just in case because i think what a lot of people are confused is they're like oh michael scott can't be a woman i'm like no the character is still michael scott man but sarah is playing michael scott oh Oh, i see yeah yeah so it's not like michelle scott yeah (laughs) it's still michael scott and it, it just it works because not only is sarah so funny and so right for the part but also, it's a parody. So yeah, explain you know, to the people what a parody right. is. And this I is think something this confuses else a lot of that people. is getting a lot of people on the internet, which is so funny to me. Because of course, all the people that are freaking out about this kind of stuff are the people that wouldn't come see it anyway. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So who cares? But right. one thing people are saying a lot is they're like, "Oh, there's no original musicals anymore on Broadway." Number one, we're off Broadway. Um, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, everything is based on a movie or something." Blah blah. blah. And I'm like, "Okay, yes, I hear you, but..." This is a parody, so it has to be based on something else by definition. Right. right? You know, right, they're, yeah. just, they're just confused. So, yeah, a parody is something that is belovedly poking fun at a specific genre or piece of. And work. something that clearly the creators love. Yeah, very and the much. creators, this is their wheelhouse. Bob and Todd McSmith are parody masterminds. They're so funny. They've done a bunch of shows, they did Friends, which I was in. They've done a Showgirls parody musical. They did Cat Dashians, <laughs> um, which I yes. really wish I could have seen. It was uh, the musical Cats 
with with the Kardashians. Oh my god. Uh, that got shut down by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> Which was a mistake, Andrew. <laughs> uh, but 90210, they did they did a Save by the Bell, they did Full House. That's so cool. Um, oh my god. Yeah, gosh. so we went like, to go see friends. Yeah. And there were certain thing I there were certain things that you couldn't say. Like there were lines right. that you would take from the show but yeah. change one word. Yeah. Because you can't say specific lines from the show. Yeah, the off brand version. You can't of yeah. just okay. the show. do the Walgreens version of the yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just I was surprised. Like for example, um, Phoebe sang "Smelly Cat" yeah. and changed one of the words, which I was like, that kind of makes sense to yeah. me. Yeah. But then I remember because I'm a huge Friends fan, I remember you like you or other characters approaching a line that I knew what the rest of the words were and then a couple words were changed yeah so we can't just yeah well because like in (coughs) it has to be a parody you know a kit yeah you can't just do the The show because then you can get i guess yeah but you're protected by parody law as long as it is different and yeah slightly changed and poking fun yeah um from a performance performance perspective yeah um it's kind of hard to do parody right i feel like i've seen a lot of parodies gone horribly awry by people who don't really know uh, how to perform it 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 is not easy yeah it's definitely a very specific genre um and luckily for me this is kind of my wheelhouse because i was just raised on parody like i didn't realize it at the time but like you know my dad was always just having me watch like mel brooks movies Mm -hmm. and like all the Monty Python movies, like mm-hmm. all of that is satire and parody. Yeah. And that's like what I grew up watching, like all the airplane movies and all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you have to, you're doing an impression, but it's heightened and it's also your own and you're commenting on it without commenting on it too much because you want to be truthful and like, yeah. that's where the comedy comes in. Because I find it works best very, when it's like super honest and like, yeah, very like committed. Yeah. But still, but it has to also be heightened. on crack. It's yeah. like, it's a lot. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. To do but you, really I kind of want to, I mean, this might be a good segue, but like, do you think that growing up watching those movies and being in parts of these shows has affected how you write as a comedy writer? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I Can mean, you talk a little bit about that? Maybe? Yeah. I think, well, I, you know, I didn't, I was just kind of growing up. I, you know, I always liked acting. So I was always kind of pushed towards that. And I love it, but I realized looking back that I was always a comedy writer. I just, it, I never identified it in right. myself or had anybody else identify it. Because I look back on high school. You don't choose to I be a choose. comedy writer. It you just me. born that way, yeah. Because <laughs> I was looking back and like in high school, anytime we had a group project, I was always just writing a sketch mm. that I would then make my classmates do <laughs> begrudgingly. But like, I just remember anytime we had like a vocab assignment in my French class, I would like just basically write like an SNL style sketch. <laughs> I love that. About like Edward Scissorhands at a hair salon for like, you know, <laughs> we had the hair salon vocab words and then I had to look up all these ex- like different words in French <clears throat> to make it work. And <laughs> so nobody knew what it was happening when we'd perform it in class. <laughs> but for me, I felt gratified. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. That's just kind of always how I just approach things as writers. Yeah. Like, to be like a funny yeah spoofy sketch so was i mean was uh go ahead were you gonna say something um i was just gonna say we need to do wednesday wisdom oh yeah sorry that's how we start the that's how we start the segment wednesday wisdom keeping us we just jumped right in (laughs) sorry 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 i've been i've been from the second i met you i've wanted to have you on the podcast because i just think you are one of the funniest people i've ever met truly but don't get crazy we have a very strict we have a very strict (laughs) after wednesday wisdom we can go all right cool cool uh would you like to go first um sure Okay. What's your Wednesday wisdom? My Wednesday wisdom is to not hit snooze mm. on your alarm. Mm. <laughs> That's a big old middle finger from me, dog. Um, I have always been lucky that I've never needed to hit snooze. I just went, I'm a morning person. And when I'm awake, I am awake. Like every once in a while, sure. But I've just always been able to get up at my alarm. Recently, in the last two or three nights... We've had late nights with calls from family. Um, family in California, so different time zone. We're up a little bit later, so I've been a little extra tired, and I've hit snooze, and it totally fucks with your body. 
and it's not just me, it's scientifically proven, you can look it up, but it messes with your REM cycle, and it'll make you feel groggier and more tired longer than if you were to just so get weird. up at your alarm. Sleep is very weird. So if you can't, if you struggle, like Corey and many others, <laughs> you know what does waking up, yeah. put your alarm on the other side of the room yep. so you have to get out of bed. Yeah, that's a thing. See, but like... I'm so committed to being lazy that like I would get <laughs> up, turn it off, and then go back and to go bed. Back in my bed, <laughs> and then wake up every five minutes for the ten alarms I've set off in five minute increments. That is literally so, you've yeah, just described just, me as a person. And I, you two are not the only ones. It's right. very common. Yeah. But your body starts to go back into REM cycle, and then right as you're That's about to get into REM, the snooze alarm wakes you up, and then that just yeah. then you body. get angry. <sighs> I know. So set your cycle. alarm. And I've told him, I was like, you set an alarm for like 7, 705, 7.10, And then you finally get out of bed at 7.30. Just set your alarm for 7.30. Allow yourself the extra 30 minutes of sleep knowing, okay, I have slept in the maximum amount of time. I have to get out of bed or there will be consequences. Oof. Yeah. Well, here's, my thing is like I <laughs> set backup alarms in case I sleep through the yes. time I definitely need to wake up. But because I know that there are backup alarms, yeah. I just it, keep sleeping. That's how I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm a monster. See, you're setting those boundaries for right. yourself. Yeah. This probably isn't healthy, but Instagram gets me out of bed. Oh. I like, no. I, I the, it wakes me up. Like because you have to open your eyes. And then right. I have to open well, my eyes to like look. And then all the the lights the dopamine hits you your brain starts i to dude up. i've thought yeah. it works it i have thought I that same <laughs> thing about i've thought the same thing like it really helps to like, like if i look at my phone just like, I can't i'll start eyes. to wake up right because oh. i can't if i look at my phone too much i can't fall back asleep yeah right so yeah i that's great why you shouldn't look at your phone before you, you go to bed, bed. yeah because right. <laughs> it keeps you awake yeah <laughs> opposite's true i yeah. borrowed some tea i was sick over the weekend and i got some tea from a castmate that was like lavender chamomile tea mm-hmm. and you know people tea. are like oh okay whatever this will help you be sleepy and i was like yeah whatever i drank that tea it was like i was roofied <laughs> <laughs> roof teed i was roof teed hashtag roof teed <laughs> making a t-shirt that says that <laughs> i passed out so hard yeah oh, that's awesome yeah so. very cool uh, anyone else have some Wednesday wisdom they'd like to impart? Nathan always like hits it really hard on the head. Oh, do I? Yes. He well, does. Uh, no pressure. <laughs> so I actually did go to um, my first coaching session on Sunday. I did like a coaching. Um, what kind of coaching? It was a it was a group uh, session. What do you call that? Life group like coaching. Group coaching. Yeah. Uh, workshop. That's oh. the word I was looking for. It was like a <laughs> workshop. Um, and the workshop was on perfection. <gasps> um, and it was like out four <laughs> hours of sort of digging into perfection, which I loved. But my favorite part of it, and this is my Wednesday wisdom, um, is we watched this clip from Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about her struggle after she wrote that book and how that book was such a wild mm-hmm. success. Right. And she knew that her next book was going to fail. Yeah. She was like, nothing I write is oh, going to live up yikes. to that. So yeah. she's like, how do I get over this? She's like, she's like, I felt exactly like I did when I was an unpublished author writing Whoa. all of these failures. She's like, I felt the same exact way again. Wow. Um, so she was like, I had to turn back to the thing I knew would get me writing again, which was home. And so she had this concept of home, which for her was writing. She's like, I knew that just the process of writing was something that she loved more than she loved herself. Whoa. And so her advice was find your home. So find the thing that you love doing more than you love yourself. And no matter what happens, the failure or the wild success you can always use home to bring you back. I love that. That's yeah. really right. powerful. Nathan didn't disappoint. Yeah, right. he never does. <laughs> I'm emotional. It really got me. It really yeah, got that's me. amazing. Wow. I just posted yesterday on um, my Instagram page. Um, sometimes our need for perfection prevents us from greatness. Yeah. That's very. That's very true. Like she's trying to write yeah. this perfect book again. Right. And Whew. I was working one on one with a woman. Um, and I, she heard me mention perfection and perfect, and she kind of helped me 
take that word out of my vocabulary because yeah. really like what is yeah like what is perfect and right. so now my joke to myself and um if i am like teaching or whatnot is practice you know, the saying like practice make perfect practice makes great the best version you can be yeah <laughs> like, yeah well greatness is, is greatness the perfect is a good, yeah. <laughs> substitution for that yeah because perfection is kind of destination based right mm-hmm. which is which is not a good way to live. Yeah. Um, and greatness is more, gr- more of a growth mindset. So it's more like yeah. there's, this is like a topic that comes che- up achieve. a lot with like doing stand up, because especially in talking with other women, mm-hmm. because I think this is something I, everybody struggles with wanting to be perfect, but I think especially women just oh. how we're socialized yeah. to want to be perfectionists because yep. it's like, if you can't say it exactly right, then don't speak at all. That yep. kind of feeling. And uh, so obviously a huge part of, getting started in stand-up and your whole career is doing, is doing stand-up is failure and trying something yeah, and it totally. doesn't work. So then you have to try something else, you know, when mm-hmm. you're trying to find a joke. And uh, a lot of women are like very deeply afraid of that because mm-hmm. they're like, well, I want to do stand-up, but I don't feel ready yet. I'm not, I want to make sure my set is like perfect before yeah. I even try it. And that negates itself. You know, you have to not be ready or perfect. And so like, I'm always telling women that want to, try doing stand-up to like come with me to an open mic yeah just see how just many people get up there and bomb and just know like oh you know i just tell all these women i'm like i bet you could get up there with nothing prepared and be better than half the people that are getting up there yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like you just have to go for it and then yeah it's, or it's just focus on that one it. first tiny step yeah which is like just going it doesn't to an have open to be mic. perfect right yeah. away yeah. and that's something i'm constantly working on it's like you know it's why it took me so long to start doing stand-up myself I was like, oh, I'm not ready. I wanted to be, I have to make sure I have the perfect set or like the same with like wanting to write and start making my own sketches. I was like, oh, well, I don't know. I'm not ready. I don't know how I would do this or I don't know anyone, blah, blah, blah. Then I was like, oh, well, I'll just write it and then I'll just find people. And that's how I found you That's, a- <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, very cool. Do you uh, have a nugget? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, Yes, my nugget is uh, trust. I mean, I think I've said this before, but trust your instincts. Um, I said this on the last podcast. Like, I've had an incredible amount of, like, crazy stuff happening. And, like, my gut feeling about something pissed a lot of people off, like, to the point, like, very upset. But I was right. So, like, there's reason that you have this, like, intuition. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's important to follow it. And that's all. That's all I'll say about that. Um, Yes. Yeah, this is great. Oh my god, it's like therapy session. I know. I'm really <laughs> oh good right god. now. These are all things I'm working on, trusting my gut and not being a perfectionist. I'm gonna journal a lot over some lavender chamomile tea. Later. <laughs> and and by journal out. a lot, I mean I'll write one thing, trail <laughs> off, and fall asleep. <laughs> I don't know. Roof teed. Hashtag roof teed. Uh, I don't that's know. A, if, it's a brand. If you did, she say <laughs> shark tank. Hello, sharks. No. Presenting roof teas. You know when you've been roofied, you get a great three days of sleep. That's your next sketch right there, dude. Seriously. Oh, my God. Seriously. TM, no one take it. <laughs> There's a silver lining to everything, including roofies. <laughs> yeah. The good part about being roofied is you get great sleep. <laughs> what if you could take the, the power of roofies and put it into a tea? <laughs> Roof teas. The power of herbs. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any Wednesday wisdom for us? Um, I can I just like backwards say whatever I said earlier. Yeah, was no. My <laughs> yeah, you did. That was actually pretty. Um, going great. off of what everyone else said <laughs> is my Wednesday wisdom. Maybe cool. your Wednesday wisdom is to drink lavender chamomile tea at night. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> just roof yourself. <laughs> roof yourself. If you have anxiety like I do, <laughs> roof yourself. Roofy. Uh, cool. All so right. let's backtrack. How did you get to New York and how did you get into acting? You said that you yes. always watched these comedy shows with your dad and yeah. written things in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, they're kind of separate journeys. Um, I <laughs> grew up like watching a lot of Disney movies and my parents were always taking us <clears throat> to the theater. And so I kind of knew from, I just don't remember not wanting to be an actor. I think I just kind of decided that from a young age and like I'm very stubborn so I never changed my mind so yeah and because I can sing and act and you know I love musical theater that's kind of where I was pushed in that direction so that was kind of my focus 
you know, going to school. I went to Temple University, <coughs> was in their musical theater program. Uh, but in the back of my mind, I always loved comedy, and I always just kind of had this feeling that that's what I would do, even though I wasn't really focusing on it, because I was just like, oh, well, I'm musical theater, that's my focus. Like, right, oh, right. you know, people are like, you want to be on Broadway? And I was like, yes. But like, I just had this, I was living in Philly. I gra- So basically I graduated. I got this acting apprenticeship at the Walnut Street Theater. It's like one of the big theaters in Philly, one of the big regional theaters in the country. And I was doing that and I was getting a lot of work in Philly. Philly is like a pretty big theater scene. And it was great, but I kind of had this, this kind of moment of like, okay, if I stay here, there's only so far I can go in Philadelphia. You know, I could have a great life. This is a great community. But, you know, there's, it's, there's a limit. There's a, yeah, totally. a visible ceiling. You wanted yeah. much more than this, this provincial, provincial life. <laughs> um, no, but since it's Philadelphia, it'd be, I'd want much more than this <clears throat> provincial John. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look it up if you don't know what John means. It means everything. Uh, so I was like, and I also just was like, I really want to, I really want to do comedy. So I'd been taking some improv classes <clears throat> at the Philly Improv Theater uh, but I was like, you know what? I got to go for it now. So I'll, two years ago, I moved here and I started just taking classes at UCB. I did like their whole program. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. One, two, three, four. For uh, improv? Yeah. For improv. And I took a sketch writing class there and musical improv class, which is really fun. And, uh, and yeah. And they've I started. Moved. Closed the Chelsea theater. Very sad. Honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. They're Bummer. not in the basement anymore. Bummer. Yeah. They're in Hell's Kitchen. Fancy. Moving on They're up. Very fancy. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then I started doing stand-up, and I was loving that, and I just started writing a lot more, because, you know, stand-up is essentially just writing. Um, so then I started writing my own stuff, and, um, yeah. And I wasn't really auditioning for musical theater my first year I was here. Oh, really? Yeah. I hmm. auditioned for two things. Uh the one was a production of Lucky Stiff, which is a really funny Aaron's and Flaherty musical. Oh, I love that. Yeah, show. and no one ever does it's it. It's so fun. But there's a I role did it in, in college. it. Yeah, there's a role yeah. in it that is so perfect for me. It is. Annabelle, oh my god, it's so good. She is this quirky, nerdy woman who runs a uh, oh, dog shelter. <laughs> She's obsessed with dogs. Oh my god. And all of her songs are about dogs. Oh my god. <laughs> and I. That is l- you, to dear a listener. <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm very obsessed with dogs. <laughs> so I, no one does Lucky Stiff, and I was like, I have to audition. So I sent in a video, and so I got that show, and then I was doing that in Massachusetts, not this past summer, the summer before. And then through doing that show, I got introduced to my now boyfriend. And then I got back. And right when I got back, I saw auditions for the Friends musical. And I had another moment of like, oh, I, I, have, I will I be have, Phoebe in yes. this. Yes. I, will I just be. had this moment. I was like, I will be in this. And so I went in for that and ended up booking that. Ew, ew. <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> 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 no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. And so that was like pretty much all of last year doing that. And then kept doing stand-up, and then I started writing and producing my own sketches, so I got teamed up with y'all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then those writers were like, okay, we're doing the Office musical. We want you to audition for Angela. And I was like, uh, hell yeah. Can you can you <laughs> just real, like, briefly tell us about what the audition... I mean, because you were in the yeah. show with these guys before. Like, they know you. Right. But what was the... Like, you still had to audition. What was the... Oh, yeah. So what, was s- the what, what was that like? Um, well, you know, I'm the kind of person... In this business, nothing is guaranteed. So someone could literally be mm-hmm. like, oh, we want you to be this part. Yeah. And essentially tell you you're going to be the part. But, you know, you could go to the audition and someone, if someone better comes in the door. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I, so I was very much like, okay, I know, I know they have me in mind for this role, but I'm going to show them that no one else can play this yeah, role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, yeah. So I... I came in in my full like Angela get up and <laughs> my hair all done and uh, so they had they had like their first round of auditions was like an open call so like lots of people so because they know me and they knew they wanted to call me back for Angela I didn't have to go to that round but so I came in for the callbacks and there's like a bunch of other people there and it's very clear who's also auditioning <laughs> it's kind of yeah. intimidating because yeah. you can see like based on 
all the type Angela's and how the they're dressed. I'm like, okay, everyone with the French braid and uh, yeah. buttoned up collar is also here for Angela. And did you watch The Office a lot when oh, it was on? Yeah. You're a fan? Okay. Yeah, I'm a very big fan. Okay. It's just a thing that I put on when I just want something comforting. Yeah, that's like, exactly yeah. how I so am. So I, yeah. and I, you know, I, whenever I have auditions like this, I study up and make sure I get the isms. And, of course, yeah. Because you are, you're kind of doing an impression, but you're making it your own. You right, know? right, yeah. right. So, uh, yeah, so they had like a big, we started, they brought everybody in and we did like a big group song. So they would pair us up in like, uh, there'd be like a Michael and a Jim and a Pam and Angela and, uh, Dwight, a Dwight. Yeah. yeah. And then we all had to like sing and interact or whatever. And so I did that a couple times and then it was, that was really fun because then you get to see all the other people. You're like, Oh my God, that's that guy's obviously Jim. And like, that's yeah. a Michael Scott. And it, it was cool, very fun to cool. see everyone's take on the characters. And then after that, then they brought us in, um, with like, I went in with like a Dwight and we did a scene together. Uh, yeah. And then I waited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like very nervous. Oh, Cause wow. you just don't, you yeah, just you don't, don't know. know. Uh, yeah but it sounds like you've had like very you've been very confident with your journey here not a lot of people have that i'm not that's not like a normal thing for me like that's so weird to hear you say that so so i hate auditioning it gives me so much dread like i don't want to go to like You know, there's some people that like get up every day at like 4 a.m. to go wait in line and go it's to like another, it's, 10 it's auditions another job. a day. It's a job itself. I yeah. just, I've never been that kind of person. And I just, I hate, I just feel so awkward in auditions. But there, every now and then there's a certain audition where I'm like, I know that I'm right for this part. And I have this sort of confidence. And I'm not, I don't want to sound like cocky. Like no, I'm still no, like yeah. uh, very much like, I don't know if I'm going to get this. But I feel confident in my ability to do the role yeah so yeah I don't feel i'm still very nervous and doing my best but i'm not um i don't know it's not the same kind of fear i feel at other auditions totally so yeah, yeah and and it I probably find does wonders so, in the room just to be like yeah. oh i got this yeah yeah so yeah so yeah it's been interesting i and so now people are like okay so you know what do you want to do and i'm like well now what i really feel like i want to do is more comedy based yeah but what's been so fun about being part of these shows is that it is like a marriage of my two passions, you know, my background in musical theater, because it is like a full mm-hmm. musical, but also this, it's also like sketch comedy and just, yeah. you know, there's that kind of improv vibe to it because every audience is different and things happen. In yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it it's kind of the perfect blend of yeah, yeah. those things. Oh, so I can't wait to see it. Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's so Have fun. you ever not done comedy? Like, have you ever been in shows where it's not a comedy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. What was like the least What's funny the saddest show? thing you've done? Um, I would have to say Spring Awakening when I played Oh, that one's not Vendela. funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's not Where funny I at all. get an abortion and die at the end. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. That musical's been out for years. Yeah. That show was so She died. <laughs> and so you started, then you started writing sketch yeah. sketches for yeah. like episodic, I mean, not episodic, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. for like the web. Yeah, or like the, the web. web. Or like the yeah. web. Yeah. You heard of it? <laughs> you ever heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> I went to Cornell. The yeah. internet. <laughs> she writes things for the internet. No. So can you, uh, how did Fuckboy come about? Um, oh. So it started, it started as an idea for a sketch, but at the time I had just moved here and I was like, I don't know anybody, I don't know how I'd do this. Sure. So then it kind of turned into one of my bits in my stand-up routine. And that's kind of a lot of my ideas either come, like, they're also in my stand-up routine, or sure. it starts as a joke in a stand-up routine, and then I'm like, oh, wait, this could be a full sketch. So it's a bit. Yeah. And then you turn it into a sketch. And then we're, then someone, like, saw me do stand-up and was like, <clears throat> you should turn that into a sketch. And I was like, well, actually, <laughs> that's how I originally envisioned it. And because they said that to me, I literally was like, you know what, you're right. And I sat down and I wrote it. And then I started messaging my friends, being like, how do I do this? And I read <laughs> Courtney Daniels was like, oh, I know these amazing guys. <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's Yay. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, thank that, you, Courtney. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so shout out. the people who have no idea what Fuckboy is, yeah. can you explain? Yeah. So the Fuckboy is a, uh, a parody of The Bachelor. Love it. So if you know anything about The Bachelor, just imagine that 
The Bachelor uh, is unashamedly, because they all secretly are, uh, a fuckboy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's very silly. And it's, yeah, just another. I another was spoof. really excited when Corey told me that he was going to be filming a Bachelor parody. Yeah. Because that's, the, on, that's the only um, reality show I watch, and I yes. fucking love that right? show. It is something <laughs> where it goes against everything I stand for yep, as agree. a feminist, <laughs> as agree. a decent human being. <laughs> agree. But my God, it's good TV. <laughs> it really is. I can't get enough. And it's just such good content. Although, I'm sorry. I guys, I know I say this every year, but I don't know if I can watch The Bachelor this year. Because <laughs> it's Colton. Oh, yeah, it's gonna I, be so good. Though. Because here's the thing: if that first limo pulls up and five dudes don't get out, then I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm <gonna die>. <laughs> <laughs> that man is gay, and I want him to live his truth. Yeah, and I want a gay oh. bachelor. Why can Why haven't we had? What maybe he comes because out like mid season? You can't have a gay bachelor because all the people living in the house. Who are trying to date this one guy? Gonna hook up like the next could all bus. date each other. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that show Next on MTV where they were on a bus? No. <laughs> all right, no, come on, you gotta remember the show. This was like golden age of like MTV VH1 reality. What TV was the shows. premise of the show? Here's the premise of the show, <laughs> uh, which you can watch on YouTube. Look it up. Next, it was like there would be like a guy or a girl, and there'd be a bunch of people wanting to date them on this bus. And they would go out one at a time, oh. and they'd be timed, right? So you were trying to stay on the date as long as you could, because if they said next to you, <laughs> you had to get back on the bus, and then the next person would oh come out God. and continue the I date. I do remember that right? show. And then if you made it to the end, they would either offer you a second date, or however many minutes it lasted, you would get in cash. So if you're there for like 40 minutes, you could get $40. So then you got to choose, do you want to go on a second date with them or get $40? (laughs) What? But but it was very progressive. Only 40? For the time, it was very progressive because they had like, they had gay one, uh, gay episodes. So if it was like, you know, a lesbian, all the women would be on the bus hooking up while they waited to go. Oh my God. Or like the gay guys. Yeah. So everyone was just making out on this bus. I, it was awesome. And so fake. I think it'd be so fun. I think oh a gay God. bachelor would be amazing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I sort of did it with Tila Tequila. <laughs> Do you remember that show? You are clearly way more I don't want no. reality guys, TV. This again, I haven't had I cable. Weirdly progressive for its time. Tila Tequila. She was a famous, like, porn person i don't know she was was like the first like social influencer right and so this dating show was boys and girls trying to date her weird everybody was hooking up with everybody yeah i heard about this it was like weirdly progressive there was a time in the early 2000s where everything was so overly sexual that it was like sort of progressive right right (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my gosh <laughs> How did we go to this? Tangent? I don't know. I'm so sorry. I know it's all good. Oh, well, we were talking about the fuck oh, boy. right, the fuck boy. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the fuck boy is on. It's on YouTube. I'm sexy productions or hoohaha.com. Hoohaha. Hoohaha. Yeah. Yeah. I just love. I just love any and all. Bachelor <laughs> parody content. Yeah, it's pretty great. And then you just put out. Um, Mansplain. Mansplaining. Thing. Mansplain. Yes. Oh, I remember I reading that. Swipe right. Yeah. Or swipe swipe, swipe, swipe <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So mansplain is another sort of parody commercial so sketch funny. about a dating app for assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you come up with that? Because you said you're yeah. in, you're in a relationship, so, so you're not yeah, yeah, yeah. on Tinder. Not I'm assuming. anymore. <laughs> not anymore. But I was for a while, so I got all the the information. She did I a lot of research. It. Yeah. So first. She did a lot of swiping. I lived it. So um, with the, the mansplain app, the men pick the women first, and the women aren't allowed to respond. That's right. So like Bumble, um, but evil. Yeah. <laughs> evil Bumble. So that started as a that started as a uh, a joke in my stand up set that I do, oh and then God. I was I was literally at a show, like writing out my set list, the jokes I was going to do, and I wrote out the mansplain one, and then I was like. Oh, that's my next sketch. And <laughs> I got home that night and I wrote it in like five minutes. 
Nice. And are you are a man. <laughs> those are the sketches that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this happen. Yeah, that's awesome. The ones that just like write themselves because it's like you gotta. Yeah. 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 If you only could choose one avenue, musical theater or comedy actress, writing or stand up. Oh, I, I don't. I mean, I definitely would go the comedy route yeah. now because that's just <clears throat> the thing I that I is. I just feel like it's getting me so much more excited Mm -hmm. because I just want to be, I'm the kind of person like I want to be involved in all aspects. And Mm -hmm. I think comedy allows you to do that. Whereas like, I think part of what's, I love musical theater and I don't want to like stop. Like, you know, if I get the opportunity to be in a Broadway show, like hell yeah. But I think why I'm so much more excited about pursuing comedy is that I feel more in control of it in a way. Right. Musical theater. It's just so much is out of your control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, uh, with comedy, I feel like, you know, a lot of, you can be someone who does stand up and writes and directs mm-hmm. and mm. is still auditioning to be in things. And it's so funny. Yeah, I, so l- like last night I was, uh, filming a panel on how to make TV in New York and there were two producers from Broad City. Mm. Both of them are like the main producers for Broad City. Uh, the other one did Inside Amy Schumer. Um, so th- both women, uh, and one of them owns a post-production house. So she owns a post-production house with like 30 employees. She is producing three shows, including Broad City. Hell yeah. And they all are doing like exactly what you're doing. They're yeah. like, they were like writing. Some of them were acting. Yeah. Um, but I feel like when people ask me like, how do you like kind of make it in this world? It's like you kind of have to follow your own path and right. like, tr- like, you know, trust your gut a little bit because like, I remember reading your sketches and for someone that hasn't, I mean, you've written stuff before, but like they were so funny and I don't, I'm not trying to sound braggadocious, but sometimes it's hard to get Nathan or I to laugh at stuff like those, but these were like super funny. We both read them and like, these are fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it's, it's, but I think to kind of piggyback off of your question, I think you're kind of doing it. You're doing the Broadway thing and you're doing the off Broadway thing and you're writing and producing your own stuff. Yeah, so. I just find it so, like, I've felt more creative since being in, actively working in these, you know, doing Friends and The Office because, like, you know, I'm constantly performing and, like, being creative. Mm. And I have this thing that's ongoing that's in New York that I can invite people to to come see. I'm working with other creative, funny people. Right. Um, especially, you know, and I've been collaborating a lot with the people that I've been working with. You know, I'm working with these hilarious, funny writers who, like, are role models to me and inspire me. And, like, you know, just to be, like, constantly doing something, you're like, oh, great, I'm already working. I can now also do this other stuff. Right. So work begets work, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Even I think that also applies to, like, your own work that you're creating. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that I'm working is making me work more on my own stuff. And that and, leads uh, to other things. Right, right. Other things. Yeah. And I don't know, I just haven't felt this, like, you know, I feel like I'm using my full brain now that I'm doing this yeah. stuff. That's that awesome. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan. It's been really fun to work on all, all yeah, of those uh, with you. My, my, hopefully we'll do another one soon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Roof tea. Roof tea. Roof tea. Roof tea. <laughs> I love that. That I'm one would write... be like really short. Yeah. It's like a 30 second commercial. I'm going to write that. Shake roof tea. Don't steal uh, his idea. I already wrote it. Try... <laughs> <laughs> it's in post. <laughs> it's already done. I, we've already filmed it. Um, uh, yeah. Anything else? Uh, I mean, no, I think I, I, I'm just, God, you know. I know. Oh, <laughs> no. no. Uh, we have a couple of rapid fire questions. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, that we can First we can pull up. And Nathan, feel and free to real yeah. fire. You're you're so a part of this too. So put on this suit. There's going to be real fire <laughs> being thrown at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So both of you guys can answer if you wish. What is your favorite junk food? Ah. <gasps> oh. Honesty. Ooh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Uh, real metaphysical. I'm kidding. It, it, so, it depends on my mood. I, I've been really into popcorn lately, which I know it doesn't really count. Uh, no, it's terrible for your gut. Halo really? top. Oh, Halo top. For so me. bad for your gut. I can't. Okay, I don't like I, Halo top. I love that it. That explains a lot. It is apparently. I just learned this that digesting popcorn is like one of the hardest things for your stomach to do. That 
explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm never eating popcorn oh, again. Oh, no. That's why I was in so much pain the other day. Okay, well, I love popcorn. <laughs> uh, For some. Other self-destructive <laughs> tendencies, uh, Ben and Jerry's. Hell on, yeah. Come on. Dude, that's been mine, too. Oh, love ice cream. Me, too. Love some ice cream. Yeah. Nate? So we got Ben and Jerry's, and you're going with Halo Top? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Ooh, uh, um, flip come side, on. what's your favorite healthy snack? Nathan, I, 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 La Croix. <laughs> yeah. La Croix. I'm a La Croix bitch. Is that mm. a snack, though? It is the way I consume it. <laughs> <laughs> Me, too. Yeah. yeah. This may sound nuts, but almonds. Yeah, he eats a lot of almonds. <laughs> oh, my God. This <laughs> may sound nuts. <laughs> oh, wow. That I was like, right popcorn was like, why is that crazy? But now it's just. Destroying me yeah. from the inside. <laughs> oh. Oh. I don't know. Chocolate covered almonds. Yeah. <laughs> if you could talk to any person, living or dead, who would it be, and why? Oh my god, that's a tough one. I know. People I know go all different basic. kinds of directions. No, there's no wrong answer here. You're amongst friends. I just I. I hope she doesn't listen to this. And, uh, I always have dreams that I've met Tina Fey and that we like really hit it off and are like, <laughs> she like takes me under her um, wing. I hope she does listen I to this. I hope she does. Yeah. I know. I hope she does too. Tina. For your guys' sake. Come talk yeah, to I us. Just like, and me sounding like such a nerd. Uh, we could arrange it. <laughs> she lives in the Upper you. West Side. Oh. We, could, we could get a conversation happening. Yeah. Yeah, I love her so much. Last night I saw on Instagram, um, I don't know if you guys follow Lisa Kudrow or Julie Louise Dreyfus, but they were, it was her, and it was Lisa, Tina, and no. Julia. Wow. All sitting next to each other at a table. Oh my God. Apparently they're collabing on something. Oh, oh that'll be fun. Yeah. King and Michael Key was also at the table. Oh my God. And wow. a few other people who are escaping my mind right now, but it was the best picture ever, and I was like, oh, those are my three comedy idols all sitting next wow. to each other at a table. Wow. Yeah. Have That's you exciting. seen Mean Girls yet? No, mm. I know mm. I can't afford it. Tina, well, if you're listening, can I come <laughs> to your play? <laughs> can you please come to your play, Tina. I know I gotta do the rush. It's just my schedule. Do it. Yeah. Look on. Look it's on so SpaceX because I yeah. was looking and I it saw some to. for like sixty nine bucks. You, oh. you, you know, I, it has to be on a but. Tuesday because those are my days off for Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Nate, what about you? Conversation with anyone living or dead? You know. Right now, I I would say, <laughs> yes, RuPaul um, <laughs> would definitely be somebody. But actually, in this moment, I was I was thinking Lady Gaga. Oh, yes. yeah. That's I, a great... I'm so proud oh, of her. I like, loved her in the beginning, and I've only fallen more in love as time has passed. Yes, her, a star is Her, her so journey and like how honest she's we. always been yeah. with herself and the way God. she presents her art is like very inspirational. I'd love to yeah. I had chat chills. with her about that. Yeah, we went to go see we it together, to and we were all <gasps> crying. Yeah. I I so also good. I wish there was a camera watching me watch it. Yeah, because I don't think I've ever had that many like body yeah. reactions. Yeah. watching something. Yeah, something about those performances and like yeah, the way she was singing. Like the first time they sang "Shallows," like when she's on stage, yeah. and it was like her first time singing it in front of that huge crowd. Just the uh. way she was like, oh, I was like. I was there. I was yeah. with her. Yeah. yeah. She's so great. So yeah. I didn't catch this because I, it's been a long time since we've watched it, but um, Five Foot Two, right? That's the name mm-hmm. of her documentary. Oh, um, so my good. sous chef, Erin, just watched it and she said in the, one of the very first scenes, they're at her house and there's all kinds of balloons and th- decorations up and the camera guy says, what, what just happened here? And she said, oh, we just had a little party last night because Bradley Cooper asked me to be in his movie. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. I don't remember that. I remember that. I know, I really wanted, after seeing that movie, I was like, I want to go back and watch that documentary again. I need to watch all her, listen to all her albums. (laughs) I'm just just so so supportive. Although I will say that movie does not pass the Bechdel test. Just saying. The what? The Star is Born Bechdel test. What's the Bechdel test? You guys don't know what the Bechdel test is? No. I feel like you're about to make me look really dumb. Uh Uh-oh. All right. Buckle in. I'll make this short. (laughs) Essentially, Bechdel test is... um, if there's a movie, to pass the Bechdel test, there has to be two named female characters who talk to each other and talk to each other about something other than a man. 
and so oh. many movies don't, do don't pass that test. Oh. Isn't that sad? Wow. Yeah, and A Star is Born. Her gay best friend doesn't count. <laughs> no. Yeah. There, are, there are no other there significant female characters in that, in that movie. movie. But to be, f- well, I was going to say, to be fair, there aren't that many characters in general. Right, it's, but it's, one of them couldn't have been a woman. Yeah, that's, right? yeah, like, that's very true. I want to know what what was, what happened to her mom. What the was manager was a about? man. Why yeah. couldn't the manager have been a woman? That would have yeah. made more sense to me personally. Yeah. Because why did she trust them so immediately, so blindly? I think that relationship could have been so much more dynamic. If Interesting. Just, like female role model figure. Like, she does talk to the stage manager right, a couple about times. About Jackson. Well, she, I think she says, this way, watch out, there's a cart coming out of that door. Yeah. That wasn't about yeah. him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does Indirectly, definitely. it was, because she was being led to his performance. That's I don't true. Know. I, 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 I loved the movie, but actually, afterwards, the moment I realized that, I was like, oh, god damn it. She was actually um, a standout in that movie for me, that stage manager. I thought she was, like, super fierce. I did, yeah, too. She was I was like, I was she like played that I've role met women really like well. that. She probably does it in real life. <laughs> she probably does. She was very yeah. truthful, and she gave a stunning performance. It was a stunning <laughs> performance. Best Supporting Actress 2019. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a campaign I can get behind. I can get behind that. <laughs> the uh, the <laughs> other, one other female character <laughs> right. in that SARS porn. Yeah. That's true. Um, oh, that's sad. Yeah. Um, okay, next little rapid fire question. Dream job other than the field you're in. What would be your dream job? <gasps> oh, that's fun. I always think that I would, if I wasn't doing this, I would be doing something with animals. Mm-hmm. I went to a farm camp growing up. That's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> I I feel like I'd want to be like a marine biologist or something. Mm. Cool. You like it? Mm. If I wasn't doing this... I'd probably be like doing guided tours at like, ah! Machu Picchu or something like that. <laughs> That's Ooh. awesome. I feel like I would like that life. Right, I just would be outside. <laughs> yeah, more. I'd be outside. Like I think the reason I don't travel and go outside given more is tours because we do this. Yeah, yeah. like five day life. hikes to Machu yeah. Picchu. Oh, just be outside. I would totally sign up for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I would be outside if I wasn't doing this. That's my answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we like to close this thing oh. out uh, with a we'll song. Ahead. With a song. <gasps> Okay. No, what was that? No, there were a couple more. Oh, were there? there? I know. I've talked to you. What's the last show you binged? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's a great question. Oh, my God. I binged so many shows. Uh, I guess guess getting caught up on The Good Place. Nice. Mm -hmm. Binged that. And I also binged Maniac. (gasps) Oh, the new Judd Apatow. Is it good? It's not Judd Apatow. Oh, no. It's um, not Judd Apatow. um, Uh, What's his name? Who did True Detective? Right? Is that guy? Anyway, Emma Stone and... Um, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I would describe it as Black Mirror meets Wes Anderson. Whoa. Yeah. Love that. It's weird, but I like Visually it. Visually stimulating? Yes. Cool. Very cool. Nate? Uh, I just finished binging The Sinner on <gasps> USA. Oh, Ooh, I tried. Yeah. Oh, it is so... Is it? Good. <laughs> uh, I, right. I got like halfway through the first episode. There's just a lot of... Watch it. Oh, I don't want to give it away. Just okay. watch it. I'm going to watch it. Okay. Um, All right. S- sorry. Okay. So, yeah, we like to close it out with the funniest thing that happened this week and the most <gasps> embarrassing thing. You can start with embarrassing. If you don't have anything embarrassing from this week, you can do it from next week. I will start, um, if that's okay. Are you uh, embarrassing? Uh-huh. Yeah. You, you know what I'm going to do. Yeah. So, the other night, I was like, <laughs> I was hungry, and we were watching... Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is one of my favorite shows. And I went to go grab a piece of toast, and Alex had put, we compost, we put the compost in the freezer in a bag. And she had put the compost in a bread bag. So it was like the same label as the actual bread. And I'm like, I pull it, it's like frozen. It's about the same size shape of bread. And I'm like, look, and I'm like looking at the TV, and I go to grab a piece, and I'm like, like, well, this is a weird feeling piece of bread. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the compost bag. And she watched the entire thing Ew. and didn't fucking say a word. I mean, it's, oh. you probably touched lettuce. Or it was like frozen. It's all frozen, so it wasn't yeah, gross yeah, or anything. Yeah. It was totally fine, but that was definitely embarrassing. <laughs> Not even paying attention. Just so glued into what he was watching. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyone else? Embarrassing? I have to look back because I made a note because I was like, I'm... This is pretty Your armpits were pretty nice. Oh, your leg hair. Oh, in, no, it actually was. Well, I had two, but I'll save one of them for. I'll do <laughs> words. Um, <laughs> I uh, have not had a chance to sugar my armpits, <gasps> so I sugar my armpits. I will never shave. Do you know what sugaring is? No, yes, I, I do don't that. think so. It's waxing, but it's made with 
the wax is made from sugar, lemon, and water. Oh. <laughs> she, now that's, she, that's the most embarrassing thing she's done all day. <laughs> Can't um, wait for everyone to hear what she just did. Um, it's just a, a more hypoallergenic, safer, cleaner way to wax. Um, okay. yeah. And so I started doing that to my armpits. We'll never shave my armpits again. It's so amazing. Anywho, yeah. um, Corey's like, fucking wrap it up, Alex. No, no, no. I, I want to ask a question after you say this. Oh, story. okay. Um, went to go get sugared on Sunday cause I'm way past due and we had a film shoot for 523, um, my workout project cause I didn't want to be lifting my arms in the air with my hairy pits. They didn't have any appointments. And so the, the um, I went home and used Corey's beard trimmer on my armpits. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so that it wasn't like... She didn't shave it. I didn't shave it. I just trimmed it, it down so it didn't nice look trim. as bad. Nathan's so grossed out. I, I threw the beard trimmer away. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm, quite, I'm curious. So, like, leg hair doesn't bother me, nor does female armpit hair. Yeah. But she is grossed out by female armpit hair, but not by female leg hair. Um, I think I... I don't like armpit hair in general. Yeah. No matter who it's on. Right. Um... And I think my... Uh, dis- I love it all. <laughs> I think my dislike for mainly female armpit hair is because if I'm dancing with someone... Oh, I get it, yeah. And yeah. sometimes it's just a surprise where I'm like, <laughs> why didn't... And it, when I'm partnering with someone, I'm very close to many crevices of the human body. Uh-huh. And I just don't want to have my face near... Okay. Well, dancing aside, it doesn't bother you if people have it. Um, I mean, I, I personally don't think it's the uh, very attractive, again, male or female, yeah. but, um, interesting. I yeah. just think it's because it, if tomorrow she's like, I don't want to shave my armpits anymore. I, it like, I, it, it may be weird to get used to, but it wouldn't bother me. But I also think you think it's strange because I can't remember the last time I shaved my legs. Yeah. I don't care and about don't that care. either. But I really don't like That's having weird. hairy armpits. Huh. Sorry. I don't know, I don't know yeah. where you stand on. Oh no. Yeah. I think it's everybody's taste is different, but nothing is wrong. That's, that's I've idea. been the older I get the less I care which is awesome so I don't <laughs> yeah. like really shave my legs that much anymore they're like nice and hairy right now I'm petting them and, um, <laughs> but I think I did go one summer I was like I'm not gonna shave my armpits because I was like at the farm farm camp another <laughs> callback uh, and <laughs> once you get past the point of it being uncomfortable and it gets like to a certain length I felt very like in touch with this primal <laughs> part of my body, I was like, oh my God, I love my armpit hair. Whoa. I am a human being. And then I went back to civilization and had to go to a wedding and I shaved it. Yeah. It is for me, it's a comfort thing. Like if it gets, it gets prickly and uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, that's why I started sugaring because it's, I can't stand it when it's at that certain length where yeah. you can just like, no matter where you move your body, you yeah, can yeah, feel yeah. it. And um, once you sugar it, it grows back thinner right. and softer. Right. So I don't even notice it anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Moving on from anyway, the armpit. Um, anything stupid or embarrassing? Uh, I just did my thing for the week <laughs> that also ties into the funniest thing for the week. So I've been doing this thing where I've been excessively dabbing. Oh, um, my God. Lately. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> because I do it really fast. And um, <laughs> I, I tend to find my kind of comedy is the further away from the dabbing craze we get, the funnier it is. <laughs> yeah. It's so lame. Yeah. Um, dabs never die. So the, the cast of The Office musical parody will tell you I dab any chance I get, especially if someone's doing like an Instagram video. I'll just jump in there, dab, and run away. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so uh, while <laughs> you guys were just talking, I dabbed and hit the hit lamp. Hit the lamp. I got it on camera. I got Did it you on get ca- it? Yeah, I got That's it. That's awesome. Bonus yeah. video content. <laughs> yeah. See yeah, my dab That's in action. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'll try to sneak a dab in wherever I can. Sneak I got one. I, not sneak to spoil, but I did get a dab into the Office musical. So come see it. I was about it. to say, I'll I, keep doing that's it That's what I was going to ask you. Did you oh, yeah. sneak one in? I had to fight for, for it, too. The director really didn't want me to do it. Because he thought I was doing it seriously. And I was like, no. No one dabs seriously. <laughs> that's part why it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Dab it to the man. That's it. Yeah. I think my most embarrassing thing, well, it's not that embarrassing, but it's kind of Bushwick embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Bushwick embarrassing. So Bushwick is like, <laughs> we were talking about this earlier about how like there's no bad coffee in Bushwick. It's like yeah. a very, very bougie coffee scene. So I went to this very bougie coffee shop down the street called Say. 
spelled S-E-Y. S-E-Y. It's just called Say. And I walked in and I felt so embarrassed to be there because I like was not cool enough. And I was like, um, can I have an almond milk latte? <laughs> and they were like, we don't have almond milk. We only we have, have oat, oat milk. milk. Oh, yeah. no. And I was like, I am so sorry. I asked. I, I'm afraid I'm going to hit it. Yeah, dude, that was so, yeah, we only have oat milk, hemp milk, or yeah. like. No, they only had oat. That's so silly. Interesting. Yeah. I cannot believe for how long almond milk has been on the scene and for how long it took almond milk to get to cafes and yeah, oat to milk like to just like. Staple. I know. And honestly, it's rude. Okay, I've never tried oat milk, but I'm not going to out of principle. I'm pissed. I'm pissed that it was so quickly accepted by our culture while it took almond milk so long. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come, though. Okay, but here's the thing. Oat milk, to me, sounds like, you know, when you make oatmeal and you use too much water. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's just like that nasty water left over. That's essentially what it is. That's what oat milk sounds like to me, and I'm not... Here for it. All right. Well, okay. almonds are bad for the environment, though, so. Oh, first popcorn now this. I know. <laughs> Guys. Welcome to Corey so and Alex it ruin It takes a everything. lot of water to grow an almond. God damn it. I, I come it's from the uh, almond capital of the world. Yeah. Yeah. The, cut, the state that's always in a drought and yep. yet grows all the almonds. Grows all the almonds. <laughs> Gotta stop with almond milk. Oh, my gosh. You guys, thank you yes. so, so much oh, for doing I this. I didn't say my funniest oh, yeah. thing. What's oh. your funniest thing? We didn't. Only Katie said Oh, yeah. Oh, we thing. haven't even done funniest guys, things. I said mine. rushing us, Corey. I just said mine. Yeah, Nathan said his. I'm sorry. You said embarrassing. Well, he said funny slash embarrassing. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Slash. I didn't hear the slash part. We're living um, in slash culture. Slash I culture. teach... I teach um, a yoga private to two kids. They're, uh, I think, 11 and 7, I think. Oh or How bougie 10, is that? I send my kid to private yoga lessons. I just center myself between recess and lunch. <laughs> and uh, they actually hate it. It's, it's a struggle. It's a very challenging. Every penny is under... I'm underpaid <laughs> for that job. <laughs> it's very challenging. Um, but um, the one girl who's 7 acts like a 15 year old and I was telling her I said turn all 10 toes forward we did a wide leg forward fold which is what she asked for and then she goes I don't have 10 toes I'm like yes you do because I can see them and she counts them and she's like one two three four five six seven seven I have seven toes (gasps) and it reminded me of this video that Corey and I used to watch and so I said if you guys didn't behave we will end a little bit early and I will show you this very funny video that reminds me of what you just did. And they do a really good job. And so I show them. There's this video. It's called Kid Snippets. Called, yeah, it's called it's Kid where, Snippets. Yeah. Where People, parents... Have re- you seen it? No, I just love anything that's funny with kids. Okay, we will, we'll show you after. So... People have recorded little kids talking to one another and then adults act like, it out. Like yes. the kids don't oh, know that yes. they're being recorded. And so there's an episode or a skit or whatever where they're doing math and the little kid's like, if you have 10 and take away one, how many do you have? And he's holding up nine fingers and the little kid counts the fingers and somehow counts to seven. <laughs> oh my and God. It's so funny. Corey, Corey and I love that stuff and I showed it to them and then ended and the whole time it's going they're like wait how did they pass even kindergarten they can't count to 10 (laughs) and it ended and the little girl looks at me and goes that's the funny video you wanted to show us (gasps) what a brat (laughs) I thought it was so funny and I started laughing so hard kids Kids are are crazy I'm allowed to say that because I babysit yeah (laughs) yeah yeah amazing yeah uh my, I think, I think funniest thing for me was the ripping of the sheets. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like I randomly like <laughs> spasmed my leg the other night and oh, like no. ripped the sheet by my toes. You hulked out. Yeah. I hulked out. And then like over the course of the last week, like every now and then we'll be in bed and I, they'll be like rip, like oh, a little rip, no, like a little bit more. Oh no. And I, I went to go look at it last night Thinking. and I, and I thought it would be a couple inches. <laughs> the entire length. <laughs> Entire length. You parrot trapped the, the sheet. You ripped it right ripped down the middle. So that I was she. It. She she got a real big kick out of that. Yeah, that was really Amazing. funny. All right. Cool. I think I think I that's think it. Done. I think that's it. All right, guys. Thank you so much, Katie. Uh, if people want to find you, where can they find you on social? Uh, follow me at Katie Joyo Fo Show <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. Nice. 
And they can also come to your show. Yes. Come see the Office Musical Parody. It's an open-ended run. Tickets are on sale to the end of the year. Um, I'm also co-hosting, co-producing a new stand-up show at The Shanty in Brooklyn called You Should Try Stand-Up. It's the only comedy show where the headliner will be someone who's trying stand-up for the very first time. Oh, yeah. It's always going to be someone from an underrepresented group in comedy. Um, nice. So the idea is that they'll have a really good first experience and then keep doing it. Cool. cool. Yeah. Awesome. And then if they want to find mansplaining yes. or fuckboy. Mansplaining and fuckboy are on my YouTube channel. I'm Sexy Productions. Um, they're also featured on hoohaha.com right now. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Subscribe. Yeah. On YouTube. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Nate, where can they find you? Oh, I'm here. He's here. <laughs> and I am here. <laughs> you can follow Hallelujah Create at, at Hallelujah Creative. Creative. Um, cool. You guys, don't thank you. Don't follow my personal, please. Oh, don't follow his personal, personal, please. <laughs> uh, Katie. I'm Thank so happy you. we had Namaste. you. Namaste. Namaste. Dab it away. Y'all have a nice day. <laughs> Y'all have a nice day. Dab Nation. All right, guys. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.